It's Thursday, which is the end of the week for me, because I'm not here tomorrow. So Harry will play the best of, and God knows that's a lot. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everybody at, in, the, in the studio, because I'm over here on Ivy Street. And there was a lot jumping off. So yesterday when I was on air, I told you all I was, I was, I was, I was on air. It was just a little after nine. And I and I told you, I said, I said, I think I heard somebody out there with a loudspeaker talk about come out with your hands up. Well, come to find out, SWAT was on my street yesterday. I'm in here. So the window that I'm in front of in my apartment doesn't face the street, faces the next house. But I have the window up a little bit so I can hear outside. Plus, I like a little fresh air. And I heard... The loud, I heard somebody say the house is surrounded, but I, but then I thought somebody was just you know sometimes these rap, rap songs, sample stuff. So I thought somebody was gonna break out into some rap music, so I didn't pay. And it was it was really fast, so I was just thinking, I did I hear? How did I think I said this? Did I hear what I thought I just heard? <laughs> well, yesterday. Um, my neighbor told me on the porch, my ne- my next door neighbor said, yeah, did you, did you see all the excitement? I said, what excitement? So it happened before my daughter, uh, it happened after my daughter got off to work. She has to be at work at 830. So she rides her bike. So she was gone. But usually when SWAT comes, you know, they come at five o'clock in the morning. At least they did at my house. And uh, <laughs> So my neighbor said, no, they came in. They was like after nine. Then they surrounded the house, that little red house down the street. It's a multi, whatever it is. I don't know. It's an apartment building, whatever it is. And uh, just the other night, you know, they found uh, somebody popped off some guns, about 15 rounds. And they found casings in front of that house or whatever. But anyway, so they made an arrest. So anyway, last night I saw the chief. I saw Chief uh, Carl Jacobson at the Puerto Rican um, gala, the PRU, the Puerto Ricans United gala uh, last night at uh, Anthony's. And I had, I had I had mentioned this to Tom Breen. So Tom Breen mentioned it to the chief and the chief was like, oh, I'll come talk to Babs about this. So when I saw him last night, he's like, oh, you were, I was meaning to get in touch with you or call you about this. Now, I, I really wasn't trying to make this a big deal. I was like, all right, whatever. But he he goes into this whole thing about what had happened. What had happened was, it's like normally they 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 do break out at five a.m. Like when they when they run up on you, they run up at you at five a.m. But I forgot what he said. Why they didn't do it at five a.m.? They ran up on him at nine. So I said, well, that's why I couldn't come outside and take a look because I was already on air when this was going down. So anyway, he said he was a fan of my show and he'd be happy to come on. So I'm going to have the chief on sometime in the near future. 
so that I could talk to him. Chief Chief Carl Jacobson. And they had a lot of police presence there last night, not to guard or protect or serve, but they were there to celebrate and 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 to uh, you know, pay homage. So uh it was a it was a good, it was a good night. I went because Lucy Gelman um got an award. And it was lovely, 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 lovely. And 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 you know, I, I must say. This was the best awards thing I've ever seen. Like they have four awards and people did not get up there and pontificate. They went up there, said a few words and got the hell off the stage. I don't know how they pulled that off. Maybe it was the quality of the awardees, but they didn't stand up there and go on and on and on and thank God and my peoples and Moses. And they didn't do any of that. They got up there and said, thank you for this honor and blah, 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 got off. And, and, and get this. So it was on the dance floor. So, you know, Puerto Ricans dance floor. It was, it was, it was good. So Joe Rod, you did a damn good job. Nice job. So he's like, came up to me. He's like, got cigar. He's like, I know you like cigars. I do. I do. He's like, all right, I'm gonna come over to the porch, bring some cigars. Okay. Okay. Come. Come, Joe Rod, come. And it had all the Puerto Rican queens. Miss Connecticut was there. Miss Puerto Rican Connecticut. Miss Little June, uh, Junior Puerto Rican. Miss Tiny Little Girl Puerto Rican. It was great. It was it was great. It was nice to see people I haven't seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, they had a... Uh, I forgot how pretty Anthony's is. Anthony's is really pretty. It didn't always used to be pretty like that. They really uh, invested in into it. It looks very pretty. And uh, people were outside. They had food outside. They had food and drinks outside. It was a little too hot out there. I was like, mm, I'm not sitting out here. So I found our table. We had an arts council table. It was great. It was great to see folks. So high five, Lucy Gelman. High five. Richly deserved. Richly deserved. Um, happy birthday, Dory Dumas. Today is Dory Dumas's birthday. I don't know what she's doing. I have no idea what Dory is doing. Uh, but uh, I want to wish her a happy birthday. She's one of my favorite people. So uh, I hope uh, whatever she gets into there to be cool. Although the weather is supposed to be janky. Uh, it's going to be very, very janky today. So, so we'll see. Uh, that's where we are. So that was my night, and happy happy anniversary to uh, the the Waltons, Karen and Kevin Walton. I didn't uh, I didn't get the chance to go to their celebration at uh, the Q River Grill because I was across town, across the way over at uh, Anthony's for the uh, Puerto Rican Puerto Ricans United uh, uh, Gala, which was nice. It was nice. I was Puerto Rican. I was a Boricua, Boricua, Boricua. Harry, you were missed. They was asking me, why isn't Harry here? I was a little shocked by that because people were like, he's Puerto Rican. I was like, well, he lives in Waterbury. <laughs> That's the excuse, Harry. I was like, well, Harry lives in Waterbury. And, uh, you know, once he leaves New Haven, he's not coming back to New Haven from Waterbury because, you know, 
So people, people asked about you, Harry. They was asking about the number one radio Puerto Rican. I was like, mm. I was like, Harry's good. He would have came, but you know, Waterbury. So I said, next year we'll come, Harry. That way, your, both your knees will be done, and we could get out there in salsa, merengue, and all the stuff. I'm for it. I mean, we already gonna do a walk, so we might as well. We might as well add dancing to the stars to it. <laughs> so next year, Harry and I are gonna be at the PRU, and we're gonna salsa. Although I like to lead, Harry. I know that's a so not a Puerto Rican guy thing, but. No, we're going to salsa, Harry. So we got two things we're doing, Harry. We're doing this, the Stratton Road Race, which we're going to walk it. We're not running. And we're going to go to the PRU and dance some salsa. Just FYI. That's it. And then we'll, we'll I'll figure out one more thing to do. We have to have three things. So uh, that's it. So I don't know. Uh, it's Thursday, which is my Friday because I'm not here tomorrow. Because tomorrow I'm going to go hang out in Maine for the Black Maine Travel travel Black Maine event. So it's a week-long celebration, but Ife and I are only going up for Friday and Saturday. And we leave in Sunday because I got in WNBA tickets and I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the WNBA because I, I've been to a professional women's basketball. I've gone to the NBA games, but I've never been to the WNBA games. So I'm I'm excited to go. You know, I'm excited to go. So um we are we are closing the inner city office. Uh, because you know, it's just janky over there. And my boss has been over there 30 years. And I think, I really think. And, and my boss is very easy. Go John Thomas is very easy going. Nothing ru ruffles his feathers. Nothing. But I think these landlords, this, this round of landlords has really just got on his nerves. And he has rolled out some landlords over the last 25 years. But I think this time he's like, you know what? I've had enough. <laughs> I would be 60. I can't deal with this no more. <laughs> So I think he's just going to like, you know, I'm out. So I'm going to work virtually, uh, which is not hard because the paper is, is uh, you know, we we set it up digitally. You know, it's not like the old days where you had, you had to cut and paste, like physically lay the paper out physically, you know, like with scissors and a ruler and, <laughs> and a big table. Like we don't, we don't have to do that anymore. Like we literally do not have to do that anymore. So, uh, so I'm gonna bring my Mac home and um, put it somewhere, and uh, and then that's we're gonna go from there. Oh Lord, have mercy! So well, it'll all work. So I don't have to get in my car and run across town. I'll just be, I'll just slide over my laptop, my slide over my desktop, and just get on the other one and. I already have a printer, so I don't need a I don't need a printer from the office. And uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll we'll make it work. We shall make it work. So I'll grab a few things out the office today. Uh, I started pulling stuff out of the desk. I don't really have any personal effects there. So, uh, so yeah, I'm uh, that's what I'm doing. 
And then uh, when I come back from Maine and uh, the Mohegan Sun game, uh, I got lots to do. Lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff to do. So, uh, but yeah, that's where we are. I'll tell you what I did do last night. I met Dr. Cardona, uh, the U.S. Secretary of Education. I took a picture with him. He's he's a very tall and handsome man. So I was happy to take his picture. And uh, he's, you know, he's got security detail. And, you know, I had to strong arm them a little bit to get my picture. But here, here it is. There we are. You see us? We look striking, I must say. I don't know. I might have to go to Puerto Rico and get me a Puerto Rican. Yeah, there we are. Sorry, you can see my, you see my light. You see the light from my my uh what I did. Let me do this. Oh, there we go. There we go. See? Ta-da-da. Da-da-da. It was nice. He was short and sweet. I'm telling you, everybody was like, I don't know what um Joe Rod told people, but they did not get up there and pontificate. They Everybody was short and sweet. Everybody. They got up there and they're like, one, two, three. Because they know what? They knew they wanted to get the salsa dancing. They wanted to get the dancing. They had the DJ all queued up. And, you know, while you were having um, um, appetizers and happy hour, you know, they had a DJ and it was great. Um, and then they let you get your food. And then, um, I mean, they they got it in quick. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was as if the, the awards thing wasn't why you were there. <laughs> it was like, it's a party. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give out some awards. <laughs> I, I Listen, if everybody could do that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. If everybody could do that, like you come and it's the party has already ensued. And then everybody eats and they drink. And then everybody's like, you call everybody to attention to sit down. And then you give out the awards. And then 20 minutes later, you're back at partying. That's a good ass gala. So I think I think it's gonna be my my second favorite gala. I think um the Puerto Rican, the PRU, the Puerto Ricans United is, is my second favorite gala. My first favorite is uh the um Jamaican American Connection Gala. The Jack Gala is my favorite. Because I just, I just like, Jamaicans know how to get it in too. They know how to get it in. So I'm just saying, that's, that's my thing. So FYI, so I've got two favorite galas now, Jack and the PRU. I don't know who's going to come in third. I don't know. But Jack and uh, the PRU, my top favorite galas. They just get it done. There's a party when you walk in, some good food, music, drinks, awards, then music, drinks, dessert, party. It was good. It was good. They had a good time. I had a good time. So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice event. It was a very nice event. Lots of heavy hitters. Those queens were gorgeous. You know, they showed up. He had them work in that room. And girls was all over the place. And uh, every day this car goes off in my neighborhood. I believe it's my neighbors across the street. They're like old people. 
and they had this alarm on their car, but they they get to it rather quickly. They get to it rather quickly, so I'm like, okay. But they're not getting to it rather quickly now because it's annoying. <sighs> anyway, life is good. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, I was, I did see the news. Um, I I did see the news last night with Mitch McConnell, uh, who was at the standing at the podium and and uh, for some reason uh, got trapped in his cell and uh, and couldn't finish his thoughts. So they walked him away from the podium. And so, you know, some people were saying maybe he was having in the midst of some kind of stroke situation, or I don't, I don't know what the uh, what the news is. If anybody got some news, uh, but uh, I'm a check. See what's happening. Um, yeah, so he was escorted away after a falling silent. I mean, he looks terrible anyway. And I don't like to talk about how people look, but he looked like he he is very pasty white. I mean, he's white and pasty comes with whiteness, but he looked he looked like he was under something. You know, like he looked like he was not well. You know, and uh it it looked uh tough. Uh it was tough, so I'm looking at Yahoo News and it's annoying me. So I'm a, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go and look for some. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go look for some other news. Although they they bridge the gap between entertain infotainment and news. Hmm. So Melania Trump started a scholarship program called Fostering the Future, but no charity with that name is registered in New York or Florida. Girl, where are you doing this? You grifted. They are such grifters. Well, how do you start a scholarship, but it ain't registered nowhere? Then, then you don't have a scholarship. So... So uh, the Times reported that no charity with that name or the name Be Best is registered in New York or Florida. And where is it in Idaho? Like where in her in her in her former country? I don't know. One person who said he received funds from the program told the Times he got it through a friend who knows the Trumps. <laughs> you know that's not how scholarships work. Did somebody tell them? Go somebody tap her on the shoulder and say, "Listen." That's not how scholarships work. And if you want to, if you want to know, if you want an orange jumpsuit, I would suggest you stop this foolishness. Because I know you to be a fashionable woman. And if you don't want to wear oranges and new black, I would suggest you stop whatever the hell it is you are doing. Because girl, you're going to get locked up. And you know, you got the kind of husband that will let you go to prison. He's not going to, he's got enough on his plate. He is not going to rescue you. So if I were you, I would stop. But, you know, these people, they just think they above it. Uh, 
it's just ridiculous. I believe it. Uh, in the salon, on on yesterday in the salon, you know, salon.com, the incandescently stupid <laughs> former DHS official says he had to dumb down classified memos for Trump. Well, okay, that's not news. We know. We all know that. I don't think anybody's disputing his, his intelligence or acumen. We all know he's stupid. So this 50-page memo is something Trump literally can't read. The man doesn't read. So the former Trump, I watched him talk about, they pulled a clip of him talking about the Bible. <laughs> I swear to God, it was like a Saturday Night Live skit. And and the guys, the people who were interviewing were like, well, give us some scriptures that you find, you take great solace in and inspiration. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. This is not about that. He's like, but I, I read the Bible. It's a fine, fine book. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, he couldn't, he couldn't, he could not recite one text out of the bible not one piece of not even thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife axe ox none of that <laughs> i was like what is happening here he's like but it's a the bible i read it i read it most often most often okay dude so that so i i gauge that to mean you have never read the bible have you ever seen a Bible? If I hand you a Bible, will your hands catch on fire? I don't, I've never seen that, but I would like to see that. I don't know. It's just plain ice water today, no lemon. No lemon. I need a coaster because the precipitation from the, from the, uh, from the glass is wetting up my desk. And I normally have stuff around me, but I don't today because I cleaned up so well that I don't have anything to put. Oh, I could do this. Let me do that. My son's mail, but God knows. Yes, I'll do that so it'll catch the water. So, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I'm not. I'm not going to say uh, uh, that people shouldn't pick on the president because he's not smart. I think they absolutely should keep hyping on that. But it doesn't matter because the people that follow him, they don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like they just, they don't care. So uh, let's see. Harp, former mayor Harp endorses uh Abdul Sabar Shafiq. Uh, so I guess he has to petition to get to uh, to get on the uh, on the Democratic primary ballot because the day after the city's Democratic Party officially endorsed the new the now incumbent who was at the uh, Puerto Ricans United Gala last night, who ended her tenure in the city's top elected office nearly four years ago. So yeah, I mean, I, listen. I don't get on the ballot petition. I'll sign anybody's petition. Well, not anybody, but but I, I you know, I believe in the in the in the democratic process. So, you know, 
I hope he gets, he should be able to get enough signatures to get on the ballot. Um, Republicans are endorsing uh, New Haven Republicans. The, the two Republicans that are around endorse Gold, Goldenberg for mayor. I, I don't even know. Is that, is that, is that of any consequence? I mean, I guess if the Republicans like you, you don't really have a chance to win. So, uh, okay. Is it because he speaks their language? Or is he more Republican than, than Democrat? I don't know. I How many how many Republicans are there? Because they're always whining about a one-party a, a one system. You know, why is it Democrats? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you Republicans. It's not, it's not Democrats' responsibility to go and stump for Republicans. Republicans, if you want more Republicans, then get your asses out there and recruit. What you, and, and the only way you could do that is if you, well, y'all have a whole list of problems. And no sane people are going to come and support the Republican Party in this current state. Because right now, y'all are the party of the stupid, and nobody wants to be associated with that. So all the, all the Republicans who are not stupid are not out there recruiting, and they're not out there saying, this is not our party, and they're not out there trying to change the narrative, and they're not out there trying to wrestle back their party from the insane. They're not doing that. They're quietly sitting in their houses, waiting for the Republican Party that they knew to show up someday. <laughs> We shall overcome someday. And they're at the house waiting for uh, a miracle. <laughs> they wait for a hero. We need a hero. We need a hero to hold us till the end of the night. He's got to be fast and he's got to be white and he's got to be larger than life. They need a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they need a hero they do i know so every time i every time when i go over to new haven independent site and the people start whining about the two-party system i don't know what you want democrats to do about that i really don't i don't i use people say this stuff as if somebody's just gonna jump up but they themselves are not willing to jump up but they themselves are willing to call out that it's a two-party system and it's da, 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 and we need a choice rank voting and all right then get your asses out there and convince the people you talking about it on new haven independent uh uh, uh comment section it does nothing you just talking let me tell you something you, you want to see something happen you got to go make it happen stop doing stop stop trying to lay guilt to something you yourselves are not willing to do you don't like a two-party system start a third-party system Go out there and convince people that there's a necessity for a third party and then put some money behind it. But don't come at Democrats and Republicans whining, whining. Oh, we need another. This is a Democratic town. It's locked down. You know why it's locked down? Because we know what to do. If you don't like how the city is run, posse up. Posse up. Get you a team. Mount your campaign, raise some money, and talk about issues that you care about, and get people to believe that you believe what you're saying. 
I don't know any other way to do this. I don't, I don't know why you think Democrats are just gonna, okay, let's help the Republicans build their party back. That's not what build back better means. <laughs> That's not what build back better means. We are not going to help Republicans build back their party. Why would we do that? Listen, you all love to talk incessantly about the ills and the wrongs and the this and the that. Spend some time working on your party. Y'all need to, at your convention, you need to have a retreat. Your convention should be your retreat. You know, but you're so, you're so busy. You're so busy ch chasing these, these votes that don't get you nowhere except elected. Do you know what I mean? These votes just get you elected. And then you, and then you are held hostage by these ridiculous things that people Want, believe that you were for and and now you can't undo it you know like that like DeSantis down there in Florida he is just he just sounds stupid 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 crazy 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 and then gonna say oh I don't know how they I don't know what it wasn't me I didn't I didn't know uh, I didn't tell them to do that to 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 take to change how we see race and Oh, you know, I, 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 that's not me, that's them, but they're going to prove that, you know, enslaved people, slaves benefited from slavery. I guess the next thing you're going to say is Jews benefited from the Holocaust. That's next. But you won't dare say that because, you know, you get your ass kicked from here to Israel. So there's that part. I wish we could kick your ass from here to Africa, but, you know conquer and divide divide and conquer i'm just saying this just got these people got me all just like ugh, stop it stop it this is two parties and, and, and new haven is a democratic the democrats run everything they were locked uh well you know what mount up suit up get in the game raise some money i'm just saying you raise money for foolishness. You know why? You know why? Because you can't get your people to follow along unless it's stupid stuff. You can't get them to follow along unless it's stupid stuff. And you know it. And you know it. You 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 let Donald Trump resurrect, dig up, unearth all this foolishness. It got millions and millions of votes. And you're like, oh, that is the ticket. And they believed, oh, because they didn't want him anyway. Because, look, we go back and look at all the videos when they was like, oh, he'll ruin us, blah, blah, blah. All these people, oh, they hated him, hated him, hated him. And they couldn't stand the fact that he got the nomination. And then he won. And so then they tried to, then they, so then the, the thinking was, well, we could control him. We'll, we'll get around him and provide supports and we'll still move our agenda because he's popular. But they then they realized, Oh, he is on an elevator going to hell fast. And they were like, oh, we can't stop. So they're trying to put people in place to help stop the bleeding. No, sir, bleed out. So the Republican Party is bleeding out. And then you and then you get these stupid people like Bobard and Green, just stupid, Cruz, all these people, onion heads, and no shame to onions. And they're just 
they don't know how to govern. They just know how to, you got Ted Cruz whining about Barbie as propaganda for the Chinese, China. You think China, China's trying to kick up, trying to spit out these damn Barbie dolls as fast as they can to make some money. I don't think Barbies are made here. Mattel don't got no plan here making Barbies. So they got to be over there. So they don't, they, they're not, they're not, they're not no secret messages putting these Barbie dolls saying, come to communism, Westerners. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Just saying. If you want a different party, you must work and create a different party. That's how that goes. So the next time the GOP get together, you know, instead of doing the foolishness that y'all are doing, get in the room. Get Brene Brown to come in and help y'all figure out how to, I don't know, re rebuild yourselves, build better back, build back better. I don't know, whatever it is, whatever the slogan is, help y'all get yourselves together because y'all are bleeding out. And and try as you might to enlist the aid of young people. You You hate everybody. You hate women. You hate kids. You hate black people. Hate brown people. And the only one that'll give you the time of day is, you know, white appearing Latinos. And maybe some brown appearing Latinos, Afro appearing Latinos too. But for the most part, white, white appearing Latinos. No fits. I'm not trying to start no mess. I'm just saying, we know, we see what we see. It's the truth. I get, that's the problem. You can't speak truth in the arena. Not that crazy truth of, ooh. But honest to God, we know what's happening and people know what's happening. You know, I mean, you got the you got the Texas governor putting barbed wire around buoys and throwing them in the rivers so people can't get through. And then you got your your henchmen out there to like, if they come across, throw push them back. I, I you know, do we do we have a border problem? Yes, we do. Why can't we just fix it humanely? Why can't we just set up intake so that we could do this with humanity and dignity? Why, why do we have to do things so harshly and so mean-spirited and so evil? You know, you know, Texas, once upon a time, Texas was Mexico. Just FYI. I know y'all don't teach that in your schools because, <laughs> you know, history. Uh, so by right, you know, we're going to go by right. All you Europeans ought to get off this damn, out of this country. Take your asses back to points unknown. But they're not going to do that. And, and then they get annoyed when people say that to them. But they have no problem saying it to other people. They have no problem saying it to people. Go back to where you come from. Well, if indigenous people stood up and said, well, y'all go back where you come from, what you gonna say? What you gonna say? You gonna rape, pillage, and kill them again? What are you gonna say? So, you know, this whole go back, go back, go back to where, listen, if everybody goes back, guess what happens? The indigenous people of these lands would, would, would be here. There's not so many of them now because we done killed them off. You know, we did everything we could. And I'm saying we collectively because I'm part of this American story too. We're part of this American story too. You know. Uh, 
you know, Black people, we find ourselves in a very precarious and unique situation because of the Middle Passage. We, we, we are unique in the sense that we are rooted from a continent that we are not connected to, but we are connected to it. And we are rooted on a continent that does not want us, but dragged us here. And so we, we, we are, we are dual, dual duality people, more so than anybody else, because everybody else has an origin story that they like. We don't have an origin story that we like. Our origin story is painful. And origin meaning how we got here. You know, how we got here. Everybody else can tell their story and tell it with a sense of pride and look how we look how far we come. You know, and white people we know today wasn't white people back then. White people didn't become white people until what, the late 1600s? Irish and, and Italians, y'all wasn't white people. He became white people. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a time. We're not at the tipping point yet, but it's a time. You know, we are we are reckoning. We're getting to a place where we're beginning to reckon with the history of this country. And there are those who don't want it told because it makes them uncomfortable. And I get it, white people, because y'all have been the architect of white supremacy and violence throughout the whole wide world. So I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to want to tell that story too, if I was a white person. Not, and not just the story here, but the story from, from your ancestors. You know, white folks have been the architects of, architects of terrorism for a very long time, a very, very long time terrorism and tyranny you know i mean you know listen talk about religious the crusades was all about that these are god-fearing people killing and raping and maiming and all this other kind of stuff the crusades by virtue of calling the crusades (laughs) tells you what that is about (laughs) so I, i just you know, we, we're going to have to reckon with these things. You went to a whole, white folks went to a whole continent, convinced people on that continent to sell their people to them, and then dragged them to a whole other continent and, and, and then in bondage for 400 years. And, and, and now that we're in modern times, the bondage continues. And there's threats to slavery never being ended deep and abiding threads tight woven threads that still tell us that slavery has never ended so imagine you drag people here you strip them of their culture their history their connection their language everything and then you curtail their movements and then you make it you make laws to say You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, and everything is punishable by death. You know, and then all of a sudden, we get some freedom. And for 10 years, it's going good. But guess what happens? Oh, they are outpacing us. 
they're doing better than we imagined that they would do. Oh, they 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 are collectively building communities and stuff. Oh, we can't have that. We must we must cut them down because they are outnumbering us. So we're going to create laws to curtail their movements. Punishable by death if they break these laws. And if that's not enough, we're gonna we're gonna empower God-fearing landowners and other such folk of white persuasion to make sure that we they know their place, that we are not going to allow them but so much. And so they hung us from trees, they killed us, they raped us, they barred us over and over and over again when they said go to your own kind and we did and so we created Tulsa Wall Streets and Rosewoods and other other such communities that ups, outs, grew up out of our sense of trying to create sense out of nonsense and then they came in the night and burned stuff down under false pretenses and lies and then act as though they didn't do it. <laughs> or want us to believe that it wasn't that bad. Or it was a misunderstanding. Or we must have done something. You know. And so that thinking of, of, of never wanting us to be here is still prevalent. It is prevalent in the laws. It is, it is ingrained. It is intuitive. It is built into the education system. It is built into the infrastructure of this very country. It's built in. There's no getting around it. You know, whenever, whenever we accomplished, whenever we jumped over one hurdle, they raised it higher. Till we jumped over that one and they raised it higher. They did everything they could to bar us out, to keep us out of the school. So when they kept us out of their schools, we built schools. We got land grants and we built schools and, and some well-meaning good white people helped build these schools. And we don't want to reckon with that, you know. But when these schools started thriving and doing well, oh, well, now we want those students. We'll give you some money to come play sports at our school. We'll do all these things. We don't really want you to graduate. We're not interested in you in graduating. We want, we want a tertiary educational program based on athletics. <laughs> and you know, I saw a quote that said, if your school, if the highest, highest paid employee of a university or college is the coach, you don't, you don't have a college. What you have is a sports program <laughs> masquerading as college. I know that hurts people, hurts, because they don't see it that way. And yeah, they'll give me, they'll throw all the quantitative analysis at me, all they want. Oh, no, no, we are educating, we are a fine educational institution. Really? Okay. That's what you, that's what you want people to believe. And people just go along with it because they like winning. Oh, we like winning. Oh, we want to be the best. 
at winning sports, not science, not history, not culture, not any of those things. We're going to be the best at sports. <laughs> rah, rah, sis, kumbak. That's what we want. And so everybody turns a blind eye to that. Oh, let's pay the coach more than we pay the president of the college because the sports brings in the money. Okay. <laughs> That's for some of it. Not for the Ivy Leagues. Ivy Leagues, the Ivy Leagues, you know, they built their, they got their money. They're, they're, they got their founding money on the backs of slaves and they're proud of that. Slaves built this house. So they're proud of that. We don't need to give we don't we don't need to give a sports scholarship because that's not what we're about. But we have sports, but we are about academics because you know slaves built this house. Mm. So that's another that's another where we don't want to look too closely at either, because then they'd have to reckon with slaves building these buildings and the spaces and creating this space. They don't want to reckon with that because, you know, although Harvard has said, listen, if, if you poor, you can come here. And if you're under this economic, if you're under this economic level, come here, we'll, you can go here for free. I don't know. They, they would never call it reparations because reparations is a dirty word. You know, they don't want to say that. Everybody's like, I don't know. What would reparations be? Listen, we all we are we all are in agreement around the world that there is a debt that is that ought to be paid to black and brown people in the world, particularly in America. But so we all agree on that. It's just the amount that people are squib squibbling and squabbling about, you know, because you know, because I know there are white people like if they, if they just want money, give them some money so they can shut up. I know that's some white people sitting around saying that. If they just want some money, give them some damn money so they could go on and they could never come back and say to us, you didn't pay us. We paid you, now go ahead on, you know. And, and, and for us as black people, that's the fear too, that they give us some kind of monetary amount and then they think they're off the hook. But it's not just about money. It's a, it's a whole... It's a whole lot of structures that need to be put in place to rectify and remedy, remedy and cure the, the, all of that, you know. And and I know there are fine minds who are sitting around the table who are trying to figure this out, who probably have figured it out, just trying to figure out a way to to release it, you know. So so the folks who are doing this real deep thing, you already know reparations has to be paid. They know the government knows. Everybody knows this. You know, uh, ice water, good for you. I'm just saying. So, how do we get here? Well, we're not we're not at the tipping point yet. We're not we're not at the reckoning yet. We're coming close up on the reckoning. You know, we're coming on it. I see it. You know, I'm 60 years old. I don't I don't know what the next uh, I, I dare say, I can't imagine I would live 40 more years. Although with medical technology, eh, who knows? I, 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 like, I like to take it in 10 year increments. <laughs> Let me get to 70 and see how I be. <laughs> and 
And then when I get to 70, all right, let's look at, let's look at 80. <laughs> that's how, that's how I want to think about this. I don't want to think about this in 20 year increments. I want to think about it in a tight 10 year increment. I'm 60, 10 years, I'll be 70. When I was 50, I, it just seemed 50 was so tumultuous and so whatever. And I want 60 not to be that. I want 60 to be my season of all kinds of good things and abundance and 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 achievement and and listen i've achieved up to this point don't get me wrong i've i've, I've surpassed the ancestors wildest dreams on a lot of levels uh and, and walked in spaces um that they could only uh only imagine and dream of i get that i don't know what this country will look like in 10 years i i have no idea and I and I don't want to think about what it looks like right now, for that matter, because right now it's bad. It's it's bad. You know, it's bad. And and scary. And uh and this is a climate that is uh uh froth with uh danger. So I feel that. I feel it. I feel it, you know. I'm not afraid. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't say this to say like I'm held up in my house. I'm afraid. No, but I am aware that there is a a, a there are those that would like to see it, 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 civil war in this country. I don't think we'll have it in this decade, but I think there are people who are just itching for it. You know, I think I think we have to sort of recommit to uh, shutting down all these white supremacist groups. Uh, they've got to they've got to be brought to heel um, in ways that uh, they were before, and we have to make it unpopular and unattractive for people to align themselves with that thinking at all cost, you know? And we have to make it difficult and uncomfortable for them to even voice that foolishness in polite and mixed company, you know? That's really what I think, you know? So, so you know, we're not at the reckoning quite yet, but, and we're not, we're on the precipice of something. Uh, but there's some good people out there working on these things. There really are good people out here working diligently um, and intellectually and spiritually on these kinds of things. Um, the problem is that they don't get the same kind of focus as, you know, the ones who are uh, an antithesis to this, you know, like, um, People who are working for the goodness of things don't get the same press as the people who are destroying things. You know, we go, we go, we go wild for, you know, when we catch serial killers or when there's serial killers out there or mass shootings. And I'm not suggesting that we should not put that out there. I'm saying they get a lot of attention. We don't, we don't pay the same amount of attention to the people who are doing good work. We just don't do it. And uh and I think that's more exciting.
And that could change the tides if we focus more on the goodness, because that would be infectious. Because when people see good and experience good, they want to do good. So I'll be back at 215. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. I'm Southern Connecticut basketball coach Scott Brown, born right here in New Haven. I won an NBA championship with the Chicago Bulls, so I know a great defense is a game changer. That's why I support New Haven's Health Department's Take a Shot campaign to help defend teens against meningitis. Whatever your post-high school life is, take a shot now and help keep yourself, your friends, and your family safe and healthy. For more information, visit nhbbax.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org. This woman all to myself Cause of what she's got Is on the ball I tell you man I've got to have it all She's 99 
Thursday, and it's uh, it's getting rather dark outside because storms. All this heat is whipping up storms. So I have things I have to do, and then I'm gonna go do them, and then I'm gonna bring my butt back home. Um, but anyway, who watched soccer? Women's soccer last night. Oh, the U.S. soccer WNT in the Netherlands both lead with a point after a one-one draw. I know, I know you can have a draw, but I guess you can't. You can't play all night. I thought, I thought maybe you had to fight to the death. But anyway, it was uh, the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. And I guess they're rivals, you know, the U.S. women in the Netherlands. So uh, uh, here was a good-ass game. And uh, people enjoyed it. So, of course, there was mistakes on both sides. It's a, it's a game. You don't know what's going to happen. There's no perfection in these games, man. You just, you know, you you get in there and mix it up as best you can. So, uh, you know, so high five to both of them because neither one of them was like, uh-uh, y'all not getting a point on us. Nope, you're not getting a point on us either. And so they duped it out. So anyway, high five to both of them. So we'll just keep watching, see what happens. <laughs> I don't know, where does that take you, you know? Uh, where does that take you? I don't know. I don't know uh, soccer like that. So I guess I need to get up on it. You know, I just started watching men's soccer because it was like soccer fever last last season, right? And uh, and now that Messi is here playing in the U.S., that's gonna that's gonna really up the ante. You know, so sports is is a unifier. It's a unifier. Mm. Okay, what is coming? Oh, Jersey Mike's is coming to Hamden. So they're going to be in the former Bed Bath and Beyond space in Hamden. I know, but that's only part of it. Jersey Mike's is not a retail store. It's a sub place, ain't it? Oh, you know, I guess you got to be happy about something. So the national retailer, uh, Ashley Furniture, is moving into the former home of Bed Bath and Beyond. Okay. So some furniture on Dixville Avenue, according to multiple reports. Ashley Furniture is going to move into the, and, and then some new businesses are coming too, right behind it. So, whoa. So uh, Jersey Mike's is coming, uh, is opening in the former Starbucks. You know, when Starbucks was where they were before they just moved a few feet over. <laughs> And uh, Teriyaki Madness will uh, be next door to Jersey Mike's. So, you know, where Starbucks was, before you get to the auto place, people, it was Starbucks and then something else. Now it's going to be Jersey Mike's and Teriyaki Madness. Uh, and then the uh, the Goldfish Swim School is opening uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a part of the Bonton space. What was the what's the bond? Isn't that Burlington now? So I don't know what the Goldfish Swim School is. So it must be have something to do with like teaching children to swim. 
Yes, it does. So the Goldfish Swim School offers swim lessons for ages four months to 12 years old. Okay. Well, that'd be sweet. Kids need to uh, need to learn how to swim. Okay, cool. All right, Hamden, we see you. Some economic development. <laughs> Hamden on that economic development tip. I see you. All right. Okay. I actually like Jersey Mike. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about them being this close because they're in North Haven. And, you know, if I'm in North Haven, I have to really be hankering for, for that sandwich to go get it. But, you know, I'm not messing around with them. So unless they do some salads, I can't mess around with all that carb. Carb and protein, though. They do good. That, salt, that oil and vinegar thing that they shake on them sandwiches, good, good, good. It's good. Oil and vinegar and spices. Yummy. Now it makes me want a damn sandwich. I don't want a sandwich. I want a sandwich. <laughs> High five, Hamza, with your economic development. Go ahead on. Go ahead on. That's all I'm going to say. I don't really know what's happening in Hamden. I just posted up uh, birthday, birthday wishes to my good friend, Dory Dumas. Happy birthday, Dory Dumas. You are the best. You are the absolute best. She was my roommate in uh, Marrakesh because my dear sister couldn't come. And uh, Dory was my roommate. And it was nice to have her as a roommate. She was really good. We had a good time. Had a really good time. So anyway, that's that. Ooh. Man, it is Thursday. And you know what? I didn't even stay out late, but it felt like I stayed out late. You know what I mean? Like I had that feeling like I stayed out late. I didn't really stay out late. I slept very hard this morning. I was like, oh, but uh, I, you know, there's no hanging out tonight because I got to get up early in the morning and drive to Maine. So we need to be there by noon because the festivities jump off at noon, which is fine. I'll be ready. Like I'll be, I'll be perfectly fine. You know, and if we get on the road like at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. If we get on the road by seven o'clock, we'll get there by 12. We'll get there by 11 or so. That'd be nice. And uh, and if we get there, you know, uh, give us time to check in, throw our bags down, go to the bathroom, freshen up, and then go and see what we can get into for the weekend. That'd be fun. That's the goal. So I'm looking to see what Maine has to offer I know I need to bring a, a jacket or a sweater or something because I know you go that far north, the evenings is going to be cool, cool, cool. Be like, oh, you know, it's like when I go to Martha's Vineyard, you know, it's hot all day, hot all day. And then the evenings, when as soon as that sun goes down, you're like, oh, that breeze come off that water, which feels really good. But you sometimes you need a little sleep, something on your arms because cold, you know, chill, not cold, chill, a chill, a chill. So, uh, yeah. So that's what my weekend is looking like. I don't know what other people's weekends are looking like. Let me know what you're getting into. I'll let you know what I'm getting into. Uh, huh. Yeah. So women birthed before 1969 now allowed to take these 24 bill deductions through July. Huh. What are they? I don't know. I'm going to find out. 
uh, Social Security offers recipients $140 a month boost in 2023. Well, I, I'm not collecting Social Security yet, so. So, but the it, the payments will increase by 8.7%. Okay. Johnson & Johnson ordered to pay $2.1 billion to ovarian cancer women. Women urged to check eligibility. Ella, eligibility for compensation in July. I don't have ovarian cancer. Uh, veteran, those affected by Camp Lejeune water are getting a huge payday. So if you were in the military uh, between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or a serious illness, a recent federal order can help you get significant financial compensation. So check that out. You might know somebody. Uh, veterans can get a generous discount at Home Depot. All active military and veterans are entitled to get a 10% discount on all in-store purchases at Home Depot. So, and they extend this to their spouses too. So you need new tools, time to get them. Need a new kitchen, time to get it. Homeowner, get up to $185,000 cash $185,000 cash to use however way you like in July, thanks to the government-insured FACOP refi initiative. And don't expect banks to tell you this, but they can't stop you from doing it either. So still unknown to many is a brilliant government-issued refi plan called FHA Cash Out Plan that could benefit millions of homeowners and give them up to $185,000 in cash to use however they like. And you could bet the banks aren't going to tell you about this. <laughs> so go find out about this. Go to your bank and ask them. They have to tell you. So you have to, the program is only for existing homeowners. And if you do not own your home, you will not be eligible. So you got to uh, click on the, click the year you purchase your home. You can just check eligibility. So just go find out. Uh, travel. Here are some senior discounts you can use when traveling by train and car rental. Greyhound is 5% off for 62 and older. Amtrak, 10% off for 65 and older. Hertz rental car, various discounts to those 50 and over. Avis, up to 30% off to AARP members. Uh, Payless car rental, various discounts to AARP members. That sounds like I need to go ahead and get my AARP membership. Airlines offering senior discounts. Southwest Airlines offers various discounts for 65 and over. United Airlines offers senior fares to selected travel destinations for customers who are 65 and older. American Airlines offers special deals for those who select a 65 plus passenger option when booking a flight. And eight, health discounts for seniors. Rite Aid offers a wellness 65 plus program for seniors that includes 20% off purchases. Uh, re, uh, prescription free card. You know those little cards they try to give you when you go to these little places. Uh, special prices on products for seniors. AARP prescription drugs, drug, prescription savings. Members save an average of 61% on FDA approved prescriptions not covered by insurance. Okay. Uh, uh, Bayer orders to pay. $10.9 billion to cancer victims who use their Roundup products. So if you or a loved one use Roundup weed killer and have been diagnosed with cancer, you may be entitled to part of this $10.9 billion fund. So go and check that out. Just do a search. 
you know, check your eligibility. Uh, check mis for mistakes with your social security. Uh, homeowners get a home warranty, never pay for covered home repairs again. So all these things you can find. Go shopping, go shopping, take a look. There's all kinds of things that will benefit seniors. So I'm just saying, take a look. Now that I'm in this world, I'm in the senior world, so I go, so I go looking. <laughs> Although I think I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get my AARP card. Now they've been sending me an AARP card trying to get me to join since I was 50. 40, like 48, 49, they start sending it to you. I never joined because I, you know, I was just feeling some kind of way about it. But now, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get my membership. I'm going to go and see what they got, what they're offering. Because sometimes you can get a bag or a tote or some old thing. I don't need another tote or another thing, but, you know. Oh, my God, the stay house. The stay house is breaking down their space breaking it all down and moving it on to his new adventure. Well, we had some good times there. And uh, I hope they, I hope they reimagine the space somewhere else. I hope they do. Cause it's, it, it was such a good place for people to gather. It was just like the right in between space, a little bit way bigger than a uh, cafe nine, but not giant like some other spaces. So you could go and you could have a good time. You know, they had a bar. So if you rented the space, you could have had bathrooms. It was great. It was a good space. It was a good space. It's a good space. So I'm just saying, uh, we, we, we will miss you, uh, State House. We will miss you. So, oh, all right. What else is going on? I'm just trying to see. I see Barbie is doing well at the box office. And, uh, you know, you know, all the people that were whining about the Little Mermaid are, are the same people who are going to see Barbie, but not whining about Barbie because, you know, white. Uh, so huh, there you go. I'm glad it's doing well because the the woman, the director, um, she'll 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 hopefully this will you know open a little bit more doors for women in film, you know. And, and the fact that it's making all this money, beaucoup amount of money, you know, uh, that can't be a uh, that that's not that by accident. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's a big deal. Uh, did somebody win the Powerball? Somebody won the Powerball in Queens Lottery. Queens in Queens. So that was Monday. But I think no one won the Mega Million, right? That's still up for, uh, that's still up for grabs. Let me buy me a ticket somewhere while I'm traveling north. Let's see. Let me see what it says. Uh, so the next estimated jackpot, ooh, $910 million. If you take the cash option, you get $464.2 million. Huh. Okay. Be careful of the scams out there. You know, so there are people who won like a million dollars or $3 million, a million dollars out of, out of the mega million. So... So uh, it's come it's coming up to a billion dollars. 
I could, I could, I think I could do some stuff with that. <laughs> I think, I absolutely think I could, I could do something. I, could, I, could do, I mean, I'd have to make everybody in my family get out of town. And, and those that fight me on it, I wouldn't argue with them. I'm like, listen, if you don't get out of town, you get kidnapped. Those kidnappers better not call me. Because I'm like, I'm going to get on the phone. I'm like, I told them to get out of the Dodge because y'all was coming and keep them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't pay you either, though. I'm like, don't do it. Don't, don't test me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I win Mega Millions, don't test me. <laughs> let me tell you something. I could live with some, I could live with stuff. I could live with stuff. Don't test me. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I could live with something. I win $900 million. I'm like, and you kidnap a child or a cousin or somebody. I'm like, mm. Okay. I was like, just what I'm gonna say to you, I'll call you back. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna I'm call you back. Let me call you back. Let me call you back. You know, because if you think you can kidnap somebody and then you kill them and then at, I'm a what? After you kill them, they're gonna find you. They're gonna find you anyway. But if they find you, I don't know. I don't know what you think was going to happen. You know, I was like, okay. I will be brokenhearted beyond, almost beyond repair, but I'll still be rich. You will be in jail. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to think like that. Not trying to think like that. I like to think that if I won that kind of money, it would be all cool in the game. But I know more money, more problems. There's a whole rap song about that. I'm not stupid. I know. I see the I see the stories all the time on on uh, on on lottery winners and 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 what happens to them and and how people come for them you know I know I know exactly what I would need to do I'm not a fool I know I couldn't stay here I you know I'd have to I'd get all moved out before I collected like I would handle that so so that no one could find me and nobody could get access to me I would just tell my, my family would have to make plans. Like we'd have to have a plan. We have to have a plan. And then I would just be gone. And I, I would leave real instructions about how to spend my money and where the money goes, all this other kind of stuff. And then I'm out. I'm not marrying anybody. I don't care. You could come like a, what do they call it? A Lothario. You could come like a Lothario or, or uh, what's the other word that they like to use all the time? You could come like that if you want to. I'm not marrying anybody. Trust and believe. If I marry somebody, it'd be a dear friend who was like, you, I'll marry you. Go live over there. I'll go live over here. I'm just trying to marry so that I can't get married again. You know, I'm just saying. And then I would go live happily ever after in the world. Oh, I would take care of parts of the world. You know, I would take care of things and donate and all that. But I would go live a quiet life somewhere and I would go do all the cool stuff, you know, and nobody would even care about what I would do anyway. Who cares about what, what I would do, you know? And I, I wouldn't have 50 million fancy cars. And I mean, I live in a nice ass house, don't get me wrong. 
because I got, you know, me and my girlfriends, we have to, I will have to design and build a house to our liking where we could all live. And I have an idea what I would want to do, you know, a house that has four wings and each wing has X amount of guest suites. So when their people come visit them, they on the wing with them. You know what I mean? Like, so like Ife would have her own, you know, suite. And then she'd have uh, in her, in her wing, she'd have a guest room for her, a, a guest room and, and a sitting area or a den or something where she could just be with her people if she want to be with them. And we'd have a great room and a, a kitchen and all of that. But, you know, for the wing part, you know, she might want to have folk, her relatives over and just entertain them in her wing. Same for me. I'd have to have a wing with at least two bedrooms to it, you know, because I got four kids and they could bunk up, you know, because I ain't trying to put four bedrooms to a wing. I'm not doing that. You know, four bedrooms plus my bedroom. Like, no, we have two bedrooms. I have my bedroom and then two bedrooms on the wing. Markeisha won't need a wing. Markeisha will need a wing, but she won't. She won't need an extra bedroom. I was like, Markeisha, just get one bedroom, your bedroom, and then one one smaller bedroom because she's a minimalist. You know, Sarah Lulu would need uh, a bedroom and then two bedrooms because she's got nieces and nephews and stuff. And she's got like friends from all over the world. Like Deco will come visit, right? So it'd be all that kind of stuff. So I, so I'm thinking about this, you know, and, and each room would have its own full on bathroom, you know, and then we'd have powder rooms throughout the space so that people won't have to be in our rooms. You know, we'll have a cabana outside and we'll have a pool because Marquisha likes to swim. You know, we have all the stuff and uh, and it'll be all on one floor. <laughs> it'll be all on one floor. We ain't trying to go up and down no damn stairs. <laughs> and we'll build, we'll build a deck and the whole nine. Like we'll build a patio out back and a, a side porch off the kitchen. So, you know, you could walk outside and have your coffee. And then, I mean, all the, all the things. That's what I would do. That's how I would want to, you know, get me a good designer and like this is what this is what I want to build, and we build it somewhere in in Africa. And then maybe I'd buy some land in uh somewhere in in the Carolinas or I buy some land in the Carolinas because that's where my roots are, my my family roots are. And then buy some land out west, like Wyoming or Oregon or some damn where, you know, like acreages, like a hundred million acres of something. Be like, this is all my land. Then I'd build a compound out there. Because, you know, when the zombies come, you got to be able to get somewhere. <laughs> I got to be able to get somewhere. So that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Harry, did you see this new, um, oh my God, Harry, I saw this AI thing. They made this this blob thing this little blob thing that has magnets in it and it and it has a it's computerized and it can move through your body checking on stuff like it can move through your body so they could they could send it through your body to go get things that are harming you i saw it on the news the other day freaked me all the way out i was like i don't know about this and they were giving you a demonstration on how to use it like on like in a maze and then all the kind of stuff and how the magnets, you could you could use the magnets to make it move and stuff. I was like, that is too crazy. Like this technology. Oh, and then I saw this, I saw this conversation between this scientist guy and he was talking about 
oh, let me get this right. Because it, it really, it, it caused me a lot of anxiety, I think. What was it? What was it? Oh, now I need to go find it because it's going to drive me nuts. Ugh. Oh, what was it? It was something very interesting. Ah, anyway, I can't find it. I will find it though. Ooh, yes. I love this. Anyway, uh, I was trying to find it. But there's some new AI. Oh, I know. Harry, this speaks to what you've been talking about. So they figured out a way to remove consciousness and put it into a, a data thing. And they've been doing this for a minute now. So when you die, your consciousness could go into uh, a data thing and you could still be, and then they, oh, this is freaky. Then they could put it into something else. Like they could put your, you could get a a, a, a body not a human body, but another thing. I was so freaked out by that. I was like, so it's a, it's got a very specific name for it. And it was so freaky. I had to stop watching it. I had to stop watching it. And you know, I, I'm not one of these people that go down these rabbit holes for video videos and stuff, but these were honest to God scientists. Cause I looked them up. <laughs> I was like, I think it's just people playing around trying to tell us some foolishness. No, these are honest to God uh, scientists who are talking about this technology. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Uh, it's too much. See, I'm telling you, we, we, everybody's anti-scientist. You playing around with this stuff. Yes. Did I send this to you, Harry? I sent this to you. Step further than cryogenics now. They've just developed the first DNA hard drive Microsoft has. So you can take oh one gram of DNA can store 433 petabytes of data. So they discovered that it can store digital bits of zeros and ones and in information. So they've created a digital DNA hard drive, which was the biggest limitation on transferring consciousness. So now we have the capability of transferring consciousness into a storage capacity. And then with now the creation of the ability to create uh, to, to create avatars from stem cells. Right. We can literally take a skin cell from your body, put it under the right chemical conditions in a laboratory, create a clone of you up to whatever age specified, and then transfer your consciousness from uh, your body, your mind into that new avatar. Well, we've gone even a step further. Than Harry, I'm telling you, we need somebody needs to. We need ethicists quickly in a hurry because we're not going to be able to keep up with this technology. And while everybody's running around trying to ban books and all this other kind of stupidness that distracts us from what is really happening, that is creepy as hell to me. That's that's the stuff we got to be worried about. Banning books from kids, Catcher in the Rye and, and uh, The Killer Mockingbird. Why are we banning that? <laughs> You better, you better get your attention over here to this DNA stuff. You can't take it. Imagine, Harry. Imagine how you could just root out all kinds of stuff. And I know, here's the, here's, here's the thing. We could root out diseases. We could cure spina bifida. We could get rid of cancers. We could get rid of all these things. And we could make monsters. <laughs> we could get rid of all these things. And, 
Because you know, Harry, all the all the movies tell you. Every all the movies, listen, all those that are listening to me, you know, all the movies show you, Harry, there's lots of good people, but there's always the bad people. <laughs> yeah, but who are the ethicists? The people, the ethicists are the people who no, but are. But who gets to decide who they are? Because well, they have to study. You have to study to be an ethicist. No, but who gets to decide? You know what what the ethics are of that time, right? So the ethicist could be just another drone, you know, created by AI itself. Well, before we get to that, and but the ethicists are people who study. Yeah, no, no, no. But but you see, you're counting on people. <laughs> Harry, we have to count on people because all the all the monster movies, Harry, is people that save us. <laughs> okay, so so if Ron DeSantis decides he's an ethicist, you want that guy? Well, he's he's <laughs> never gonna first of all, Ron DeSantis would never use an ethicist. Well, here's the thing, right? But he could study and decide he's one, right? This is the thing that I don't trust people. Right, I don't want no, somebody. No one would. No one would take him as an ethicist. You, there's a whole body of study around being. Of people as ethicist, like, right? it, it's not. It's not like being an ethicist. Is like being a medical doctor. You can't just wake up and say, "Oh, I'm an ethicist today." I mean, you could say that, but you have to back it up with some. You would education. hope. You would hope the CDC has ethicists. You would hope everybody they, has. Well, they do. Well, the CDC does. But you know, we don't give them enough attention because you know what happens, Harry. You get in these rooms. And ethicists can be like a killjoy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That I don't trust. You now, know, ethicists, you don't trust people to listen to an ethicist <laughs> or, or the ethicist, right? What ethics is he <laughs> using? Something that's totally contrary to what I believe. So no, I, I think I think I'd like to have an ethicist in the room only because they yeah. will push back on. You know, you could say Harry, whatever. I think you could say, listen. This technology would cure cancer, but it would create some other madness. And the ethicist was like, well, how do we weigh this? Is, this the, is, is the madness worth curing the cancer? Whatever the madness is. I'm not talking psychological madness. I mean, like, is it, is it worth it? You know, it's like when you see those commercials, Harry, and they say, oh, if you take this drug, it'll do this. And then, and then the tagline is, but it could kill you, but it could do this. It could do and you have to weigh, what are my chances of dying from this? And All then right. it says, go talk to your doctor. Right. I was looking at the Ocempic commercial and yeah. then the list of side effects at the end. I'm like, oh, I hope. Babs looked into all of these side effects. I did. I did. I had a long talk with my team. We talked about this for weeks and weeks and weeks before we put, before they put me on it. And so my side effects happened in the first month of it now i don't have any side effects like i don't have any side effects right now that's good yeah no but that's what i mean harry somebody has to weigh these things like you have to it isn't worth it to me to do this yeah no definitely right but to me it's just that i know human beings are motivated by different things i know harry and you and you and i and 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 that's the thing. You would be in the room, too, because I would have you in the room because you would push back on. On whatever. So you pretty much play the role of an ethicist. Right. Because you're not trusting no damn body. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> I'm the skeptic in the room every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you need somebody like that. You're right. 
You do. You need somebody to push back. Like the guy, the submarine guy who took the billionaires underwater. And people pushed back on him, Harry. And he said, oh, y'all just, y'all just haters on progress. Like. <laughs> no, no, right. But you see the people, you know, when you're that rich, sometimes you can't hear anybody. You just. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You just, you know, it's like um, I was watching a Kanye interview one time. And the guy tried to give Kanye advice, and Kanye say, "How much?" said, "How much are you worth?" And that killed the advice, right? Because now I'm worth more than you. So who are you to give me advice? Whoa! You know, so yeah. that's the problem with. I mean, money, but I, I want money. But you know, <laughs> I, I still, I still want to test the theory. <laughs> yes, I, I still want to go there. I still want to be rich. <laughs> I don't care what the problems are. I still want to taste that side of the fence, Harry. Yeah, right, because more money, more problems, but I'm used to my problems. I, I need know. To do it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, Harry. I, I think I think I, I think we'd be good rich. I think you and I would both be good rich because I don't think we could easily, I probably more than you could be swayed by something. Well, you, you see, hardcore. I, I have a built-in ethicist right karen would be that to me she'd be like what are you doing we're helping these people oh where are you with this and i'm like i don't even i don't know these people <laughs> <laughs> so you know i have a built-in one i don't know these people <laughs> you know it's it's like i was gonna say she, you should never call your wife an anchor but you know it's, it's I know a, what you mean by anchor. She's not an albatross. Right. An anchor doesn't mean it drags you to the bottom of the sea. Right. It means it keeps you moored so you don't drift out. Right. And I definitely would drift without my wife, my anchor. I don't have a wife, Harry. So. <laughs> no, but you got a good group of friends that. I do. I do have a good group of friends. That would anchor you. So. Yeah. I just have to be listening to them. Right. <laughs> Well, that's the thing like, is the money might get in the way, right? It's yeah, like, like, who are they to tell me it's my money? It, it's like you're, you're vibrating at a different frequency when you're a billionaire. Yeah, that's why you got to give a lot of it away so you don't be a fool. Anyway, you know, anyway, I'm I'm going to Maine tomorrow, Harry. I'll be back on Monday. So I don't know what you're going to play. Play the best. Have, It'll be fun. have fun. I will. Black Maine, here I come. <laughs> have fun. I might, I might test out my new show called The Flip Side. Oh, wait, what's that about? No, it's just ideas. I'm not, I'm not doing a new show. It's too much. I'm, I talk too much junk. People asked about you last night at the Puerto Rican United uh, Gala. They're like, where's Harry Droz? He He's Puerto Rican. Nobody, nobody invited me. It's like nobody oh, knows. Oh, here we go. I, you know, I guess I'm too conservative to be Puerto Rican, so they don't invite me. You ain't on the Puerto Rican mailing list? Nope. Mm, I'm gonna put you on. <laughs> you know, I, I know everybody on the island, though. I know <laughs> everybody thinks, but anyway, anyway, we gotta go. I'll see you. We got Marcy Lynn coming up right behind you. Hey, Marcy Lynn. Marcy Lynn once again. Yes, I love yeah. that title, Marcy Lynn and, once uh, again. Her guest is seven something. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, I know it'll be a good show. Thanks, Harry. I'll see you Monday.
All right. Thank you for listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Thank you.